We're going to be learning in Chidushim Aran Riz HaLevi, the first piece in Hilchza Vodazara, Parak Beis Halacha Zayin. And Rab Velvel suggests a very substantive idea in how we define what's the real name of Hashem. So even though this is a short piece, but it's a very interesting and very substantive piece. The Rambam is discussing the case where somebody cursed Hashem, so they get the death penalty. But they need to use the actual name of Hashem in order to be liable. So the Rambam records that there's a debate whether the name of Hashem is Aleph Dalid Nun Yud, or whether the name is Yud K Vav K. So there were two different approaches to this. And the Rambam concludes, I say that a person gets killed for cursing either of those names. So the Rambam's approach is that cursing either of those names of Hashem would require the death penalty. So Rabbi Velvel asks, how could it be that there are two names of Hashem that get the death penalty? Hashem only has one name. So a person can only get punished if they use the actual name. How could a person get punished for using either or of those names. And in addition, he wants to understand what is the debate that the Rambam records whether the name that a person gets punished for is Aleph Dalid Nun Yud or Yud Ke Vav Ke. What are those two sides debating? So Reb Velvel explains, based on the Gemara in Kiddushin, Ayin Aleph, the Gemara explains that in one place the name of Hashem is called his name, Shemi, and in another it's called Zichri, to remember him. So is it his name, or is it a way to remember him? So the Gemara explains that Hashem says, Lok shani nichtav ani nikra. We don't pronounce the name of Hashem the way it's written. It's written Yudke Vavke, but we pronounce it very differently in the Aleph Dalid Nun Yud, the Way. So this is the source for the fact that we don't pronounce Yudke Vavke the way it should be pronounced based on the letters, but we pronounce it in a totally different way of Adnus, the way Aleph Dalid Nun Yud would be pronounced. And the reason is, as the Gemara says, because even though the name of Hashem is written Yudke Vavke, but it's pronounced in the Adnus way. So based on this, the Rambam understood that even though Aleph Dalid Nun Yud is not the actual name of Hashem, in fact, his name is Yudke Vavke. But when someone pronounces Adnus, that's a way of referring to the name of Hashem, which has the same status as the actual name of Hashem. Because the name of Hashem has two different aspects. There's the way it's written, and then there's the way it's pronounced, which is also considered the full actual name of Hashem. It's not considered a nickname. It's not just a way to refer to Hashem without saying his name, but it's considered a full name of Hashem. So the name of Hashem has these two aspects to it. And that's why the Rambam says that if someone curses either of them, either they pronounce Yudke Vavke phonetically, so then they have cursed the actual name of Hashem, or even if they curse Adnus, which is the way that it's pronounced, so that also is considered the actual name of Hashem, and both of them are a violation of Megadef, of cursing Hashem, and there's the death penalty. So that explains the view of the Rambam. It's not that there are two names of Hashem. Of course there is only one, which is Yudke Vavke, but the Adnus name is the way that that is pronounced, even though it's not phonetically similar to it. So since the halacha is that Adnus is the proper pronunciation, it's a reflection of the actual name of Hashem, and cursing it is also a full violation of Megadev. Now Reb Velvel turns 
to those who disagree with the Rambam and they believe that Megadeth only applies to the Yudke Vavke name, not to the Shem Adnus. So he explains that they fundamentally agree with this idea that he's developing, that the name of Hashem has two aspects, the way it's written and the way it's pronounced. And pronouncing Adnus is the same as actually saying the name of Hashem. But they limit this whole concept to when someone is doing a mitzvah that the Torah commanded. So for example, the Torah said that the Kohanim should bless the people using the following formula, which contains the name of Hashem. So if the Kohen blesses the people and pronounces the name of Hashem in that verse as Adnus, he's fulfilled the mitzvah of Birkas Kohanim, of blessing the people, using the name of Hashem the way it's supposed to be pronounced. So that's an example where pronouncing the name of Hashem, even though that's not how it's written, is a complete fulfillment of the mitzvah that the Torah commanded. Similarly, when someone reads from the Torah, so they pronounce each Yudke Vavke as Adnus, and that fulfills the mitzvah of reading from the Torah based on this idea of Lokshani Nechtav Ani Nikra. The way Hashem's name is written, it's not pronounced. So pronouncing the Yudke Vavke name throughout the Torah as the Shem Adnus is the proper way to pronounce the name of Hashem. So that becomes a complete fulfillment of the mitzvah to read from the Torah. But this view argues that the whole concept that Hashem's name can be pronounced differently than it's written only applies when the Torah tells you to go ahead and do something. So the Torah is saying that by pronouncing the name of Hashem as Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, that will fulfill the mitzvah. But when it comes to cursing Hashem, which is a sin, the Torah did not tell this person to do that. So there's nothing to transform the shame Adnus that he pronounced into the actual name of Hashem. The Torah only applied that principle when it said to go do something. But when someone chooses to do a sin and they pronounce the name of Hashem as Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, so that in no way is the proper stand-in for Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke. So that's not considered Megadev unless they actually pronounce the name of Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke. But by pronouncing the name of Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, which is not the true name of Hashem, and there's nothing to turn that pronunciation into to the real name of Hashem, so it does not count as having cursed the actual name of Hashem, and it's not Megadev, and therefore the person does not get killed. So that's the view that disagrees with the Rambam. The Rambam, on the other hand, argues back that since when it comes to mitzvahs, the Torah did create this idea that pronouncing Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud is a proper stand-in for Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke, and these dual aspects of the name of Hashem, the way it's written, as well as the way it's pronounced, so we can transport that framework to the sin and if someone curses the name of Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, that is a violation of Megadev and so they would get killed. So this is the key insight of Reb Velvel in this piece that the name of Hashem has two components to it, the way it's written and the way it's pronounced but they're both fully reflective of the actual true name of Hashem when the Gemara says that the name of Hashem is pronounced differently than how it's phonetically written that's not to say that it's just a nickname or a way to refer to Hashem, but it itself becomes the full reflection of the name of Hashem. Now, Reb Velvel applies his same approach in his Sefer on Chumash to explain a complicated Rashi at the beginning of Parshas Ve'eschanan. The Torah there has an unusual case that it repeats the name of Hashem two times. The first time is spelled Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. The second time is Yud K Vav K. Now, what happens in those situations, we're not going to say 
adnos, adnos, the same word twice. So instead, we change the yudke, vavke pronunciation to elokim in those situations. And you can tell by the vowelization, usually the vowels on yudke, vavke reflect the pronunciation of adnos. But in cases like that, where we just said aleph, dalad, nun, yud, and then there's yudke, vavke, so the vowelization reflects the pronunciation of elokim. So that's a situation where yudke vavke is pronounced not as shem adnus, but rather as elokim. So in that case, the Torah says aleph dalid nun yud, then yudke vavke. So that's pronounced as adnus and then elokim. Now the question is, what does that mean? So ordinarily, the name yudke vavke refers to Hashem's attribute of mercy, his chesed, and the name elokim refers to his attribute of judgment of din. So what happens in this case where they're both combined? So Rashi explains it means rachum bedin, that Hashem is merciful in judgment. In other words, adnus elokim is a combination of both attributes, mercy and judgment. And the meaning is that Hashem is merciful in judgment. Now, the Ramban seems to understand that Rashi is solely focused on the pronunciation. So the first pronunciation of adnus refers to mercy. The second pronunciation of elokim refers to din. So based on this, the Ramban asks, how can Rashi say that the second name refers to judgment when it's written Yudke Vavke, which refers to Chesed all the time. So the Ramban seems to be arguing that we should focus on the way it's written, not on the pronunciation. And the way it's written is Adnus, followed by Yudke Vavke, which means mercy. So the meaning would be Adon B'midas Rachamim, that Hashem is the master through mercy. So according to the Ramban, we're focusing on what's written, which is Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, followed by Yud so that means the master who governs through mercy. According to the Ramban, there is no judgment, din, in this phrase because the word Elohim is never written. So basically, there's a debate between Rashi and the Ramban how to interpret the phrase Adnus Elohim when it's written Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke. According to Rashi, we follow the way it's pronounced and it means that Hashem combines justice and mercy. He is merciful in judgment. According to the Ramban, we follow how it's written, and it means that Hashem is the master of the world through mercy. So now Reb Velvel, in his comments on the Torah, explains Rashi's approach based on the idea that he developed in this piece in Chidush Imran Riz Halevi. And he says that according to Rashi, the whole idea of the Gemara, that the name of Hashem is written one way and pronounced another way, only applies when it's written Yudke Vavke and it's pronounced Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. Then we apply this idea that they're both reflections of the exact same thing and pronouncing it as Adnus is a reflection of the true name of Hashem. But in this case, we're not pronouncing the name Yudke Vavke as Adnus. We're pronouncing it as Elohim because we just said the name of Adnus. So this is an unusual case where the Yudke Vavke is not being pronounced as it normally would be under the halacha that Yudke Vavke should be pronounced as the name of Adnus. So in this case, Rashi holds that pronouncing it as Elohim is not an actual reflection of the name itself. Because the whole idea that pronouncing Yudke Vavke differently is still a reflection of the essence of the name only applies to pronouncing it with Adnus. But pronouncing it with Elohim is not a reflection of the essence. So instead, this is what we would call a Cree and Exiv, 
where a word is written one way and it's pronounced another way. And according to Rashi, the pronunciation displaces the way it's written. So that's why Rashi focuses on the pronunciation of the name to the exclusion of how it's written because since this Yudke Vavke is not being pronounced in the standard way, it's being pronounced as Elohim. So that totally displaces the way it's written in the Torah. The Yudke Vavke is not the way we interpret it at all. So that's why Rashi says it does not mean Rachamim in this case. It means Din because we follow the pronunciation. And since the pronunciation of Aleph Dalad Nun Yud of Adnus normally means mercy, so Rashi understands that in this phrase is combined justice, din, and rachamim, and mercy. So that's how Reb Velvo interprets Rashi's comment in Beschanan using the idea that he developed within the Rambam. So he's limiting that this whole principle only applies when the Yudke Vavke is pronounced as Adnus, not when it's pronounced as Elohim. So this is Reb Velvo's approach to understanding the Yudke Vavke name of Hashem and how it's pronounced. And based on this, he explains the Rambam as well as Rashi and Veschanan. Now, there's an interesting comment from Reb Shmuel Arbach, who's a son of Reb Shlomo Zalman, and a great Talmud Chacham, both in hidden and revealed parts of Torah. So in a Sefer Tiferes Shmuel on page 211, he quotes that Reb Shmuel Arbach said that even though Reb Velvel did not delve deeply into mystical and Kabbalistic ideas, so he mainly focused on the revealed parts of Torah, not Nistar, but in this idea that he has about the Yudke Vavke name of Hashem, how it's written and how it's pronounced is similar to the Arizal's understanding who also understands the two components as closely connected. So basically this idea fits in very well with the mystical understanding of Torah as well. Now there's another comment there which must be a misprint because he quotes a related saying from Reb Shmuel Arbach that all of the insights of Reb Velvel in his Sefer on Chumash fit in with the mystical secret understanding of Torah except for one insight in Parshas Veschanan on the Pasuk Zeshmi. Now that Pasuk does not appear in Parshas Veschanan, so there has to be a misprint here. That Pasuk is in Parshas Shmos in Paragimel Tesvav, and that's actually the Pasuk from which the Gemara derives this whole idea that Yudke Vavke is written one way and pronounced differently. Now Reb Velvel comments on that, that Rashi interprets that Pasuk that Zeshmi, this is my name, refers to how it's written, and Zezichri refers to how it's pronounced. Now Reb Velvel writes that the way it's written is considered Torah Shebechsav, the written Torah, and the way it's pronounced is called Torah Shebalpeh, it's part of the oral tradition. So that's why it says Zeshmila Olam, this is my name forever, because the written Torah is forever, whereas Zezichri Lador Vador, this is the way to remember me, which is the pronunciation, is from generation to generation, because that's the Torah Shebalpeh, it gets passed down from generation to generation. So this insight is very much in line with the ones that we saw earlier from Chidushim Ran Riz Halevi and his commentary on the Torah in Parshas Veschanan that the written and pronunciation of Yudke Vavke are two sides of the same coin. They're closely connected. Then he adds in another insight, which is the Gemara in Pesachim Nun says, by Yom HaHu Hashem Echad Echad, that in the future the name of Hashem will be one. So the Gemara explains that even though in this world, before Mashiach's times, we pronounce the name Yudke Vavke differently than it's written, so there's a difference between the writing and the pronunciation, but in the future, in Mashiach's times, it's all going to be one. Meaning we're going to drop the Aleph Dalid Nun Yud pronunciation, and we're going to pronounce Yud Ke Vav Ke as it's phonetically written. So based on that Gemara, Rebelvel suggests another understanding of
beginning of this Pasuk, that Zeshmi Laolam, this is my name of Yud Kevavke, will be forever. Even in the times of Mashiach, Yud Kevavke will be there. But Zezichri, this is the way to remember me, which is the pronunciation of Aleph Dalad Nun Yud, that's only Lador Vador, that's only for the generations of Olam Hazeh of this world before Mashiach's time. But in Mashiach's times, we're not going to be using the Aleph Dalad Nun Yud pronunciation anymore. So something about this insight, Rabbi Shmuel Arbach says, goes against the Kabbalah, but it's not clear what it is. So that's some of Rabbi Velvel's insights about this issue, that the name Yudke Vavke is written and pronounced differently. And Rabbi Velvel has a few analyses based on that.